Welcome back to Calling the Dog with Chancy and She. I feel like every time we do this, it's like another year has gone by since <laughs> the last time we've talked. But uh, welcome back, my man. How, how you doing? How things? I'm do, doing well. Doing well. Uh, we are recording this on a Sunday afternoon because we I think the past two weeks we haven't been able to get together on a weekday. <laughs> so normally normally it's not like the, the sun's not out whenever we record, but uh, this is a little mid-afternoon recording session. Uh, not used to that, but I'm not I'm not unhappy about it. It's fine with me. Well, and, and I'm going to take the the lion's share of the blame here for uh for it taking so long. I'm uh I, I've I've pushed this back. My my, our, my schedule's been kind of uh, uh hairy. So, but fortunately, we're good. We've got some stuff to talk about. Things have happened. There's, we've had this gap, so now there's actually things. Uh, things mm-hmm. that things have transpired. Um, some good, some meh. Yeah, no. I mean, it is good to have, like, actually have something happen between the time that we last recorded and and now. Um, and and you're right. It's it's kind of whenever you get in the summer. You, I mean, you're you're pumped about summer, so it's like easier to to actually like focus on the fact that like, or you know, just have fun in the summer, you know, and and then enjoy going out to the lake and the beach and wherever you're vacationing and everything like that. And then before you know it, it's August and. And then you get about a week in August, and you realize like we're playing football in less than a month. Yes, and that's the, that's the greatest feeling ever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. Once you once you hit like honestly, like right now, once you hit May, it's like okay, you know, you start to scoot through the summer, and because you're enjoying yourself, and then uh, but you know those those few like weeks in the winter, like right after college football season, you're like this is. It's never coming back. Like, <laughs> it's gone forever. College football season is is gone forever. Uh, well, let's uh, let's hop into the uh, to what has gone on. So, I guess uh, a few weeks ago on Easter weekend, we had uh, G Day. What were your reactions to this very very important game that means so much? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know, we live in Athens, and we didn't even go. And you and I were talking about it beforehand, but. G days, G days, one of those things where you, it's 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 nothing but you're getting together and going through different kind of uh, you know situations. It's a, it, that's all it is. It's a glorified scrimmage. Uh, you're just trying to make sure you got all your sets right. You're looking at having different looks on the offensive line, defensive line. You're putting different personnel in there, shaking things around, and that's all it is. It's just trying to test. You know, these guys do this every day. I mean, this is not new to them. They do a full on practice. Uh, excuse me, scrimmage every practice, um, probably for you know, thirty or forty minutes, if not longer than that. Uh, so it's not new. They're just happening to be doing it in front of however many people was there, like fifty, fifty-six thousand people or something like that. Um, and the, and they like to see how they can handle that kind of pressure. And I understand that. So it's it's good, and it's also a lot of people. I, I was telling uh, Katana about this, but basically, you know, there's a lot of people that don't get to go to one have never been to Sanford Stadium before, you know, Georgia football fans. And, you know, you hear, okay, you can literally drive to Athens and go in Sanford Stadium for free. Uh, so many different people show up for that, which is great. You know, get the opportunity to experience that. Um, but a lot of people will just, you know, won't go to all the hot games during the year. And, like, if they can go in the spring, you know, for free. It's just a fun thing to do with a family. Um, but as far as the, you know, the game goes, you know, we talked about this earlier, but 
you can't tell much from a stat line in, a, in something like this. Like I said, this is this is what they do every day. Uh, what you can tell is, you know, where guys are improving, and that's what I usually look at. You know, what who who are guys that are, I can see something in them. You know, even just for a split, you know, one play, you know, playing inside Sanford Stadium. What have I did I see anything out of, you know, Kyrus Jackson, for instance. You know he's returning was returning kicks. Obviously they're not going full speed in that kind of situation. But I think about him with him his frame, his size, and his agility, and I'm like, man, he he could be an incredible kick returner. He's one of those guys that I didn't really think about. You know, a lot of times you're just trying to think of like the most athletic guy on the team to return kicks. Um, but he really could be one of those guys that you, we see a huge improvement not only in the slot position but also. As a, as a kick returner as well. Uh, some other guys, you know, obviously Stokes looked good. He intercepted that first pass from Fromm, cut off the slant route. Uh, Fromm, Fromm and the, the outside guys were not uh, on the same page for the for the slants, the whole pretty much the whole scrimmage, uh, which I don't think is extremely new. I mean, that's asking, you know, you're asking Tyler Simmons to get separation on Tyson Campbell. <laughs> you know, you're at, or, you know, or asking him to get separation on uh, Ty- Tyreek Stevenson's even really fast. I mean, these guys, we get a lot of speed on the edge there. Uh, what did you think about, I don't. I know one thing that's been a debate lately is where Harrion is going to fall in in the, you know, the the order of, of, of running backs on the team as far, you know, his depth chart position. What do you think about him and as far as like where he, you know, obviously Swift is the, is the you know, he's going to be the leader. He's taking that number one spot. But who, you know, where does Harry and fall after him, you think? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it uh, rides on Zamir and where he's at. Are we going to, are we going to hold him for the first couple games till, or at least for that first against Vandy? Is he going to be a hundred percent when it comes to these games? We just never seen him actually carry the ball. So, I mean, it, uh, there's a lot of talk about his potential. But, I, I mean, I really think, especially at the beginning of the season, I, I think that they'll put him at – I think they'll put him at two. I mean, I think especially – I think Kirby will put him at two, uh, especially for those that first kind of line share of the, the, the carries. Because, uh, I mean, when we play Vandy, we're going to – I think we'll we'll try some different things. We'll air the ball out a good bit. But, I mean, I think we're going to run the ball, just kind of pound him. Uh, and I think he's going to be the guy that we're really – we're, we're doing there i mean the, the man is he is slow every it seems like every carry he's just getting better uh he like yeah. he's just like piece by piece each run just looks a little more efficient he's making better decisions his vision he's kind of honing in his vision and i get i mean i get i get excited when he gets on the field man i mean he 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 is starting to kind of bring some bring some life. He's got some of these big runs where he's dragging guys and uh, making some moves. So, I mean, I, I think he's going to – I especially think beginning of the year, I think he'll back up Swift uh, in that two spot. Just, A, by his by, – I mean, his produ- production was good this past year, but I think just kind of his effort and, like, how he runs, I think Kirby is going to respect that and, and put him – in that spot. That's kind of where I'm thinking. I don't know if you think different about that. No, that's, that's pretty much exactly what I was thinking as well. I mean, the guy's a hard worker. He's a, he's a hard runner. And whenever you got a pecking order where we have, you know, three basically, well, two at least, you know, former five stars, you know, guys coming in with a lot of potential. James Cook has looked good and at times, but you know, he's still, 
he's still an undersized, uh, some somewhat of a scat back. But I mean, he's a guy. If you get him in space, he's going to be incredible. Harrion, to me has just shown more and more that he's ready to, to to come in and get the hard yards. You know, when we need him on a second and three, right. second and four, something like, like that, where he can come in and and bulldoze somebody and run just run up the gut on an ISO play and, and get the get that first down. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you know, I think you're right. I think that he will get rewarded and potentially at least in the first half of the season until you know somebody else comes in and fills that slot, I do think that he will be the number two guy. And then you're right, Zamir, you know, a lot of it hinges on that, on, you know, how healthy he really is. And, and I've heard both ways, man. I've heard guys that are just saying, and they're saying like, there's zero chance that he's going to be full speed this year. Uh, you know, there's no way he's going to recover, you know, even with the time, you know, obviously he tore his ACL, uh, the second ACL in August of last year, right before the season started. And so, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, even if he gets, you know, basically you know, full year of recovery, you know, it's not even a full year of recovery, you know, he like has a surgery and then he can start his rehab later on. But he, um, you know, a lot of people are saying that he's not going to be ready. And then a lot of people are also saying that it's like the best kept secret <laughs> in college football right now that, you know, nobody's seeing Zamir, what Zamir's doing uh, because Kirby, you know, access to practice is null and void. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, he may surprise us just like Chubb did. You know, but it, then again, Chubb came back the following year, but he still was. I still don't think he was 100 percent until that next year after that. Oh yeah, 2017. Oh for sure. Uh, yeah. That, I, so yeah, to me, to me, that's um, that that's where the question mark. And I definitely don't. Even if even if he was ready, I don't think you can expect him to just get to. <laughs> Uh, game-changing status uh, there in the mm-hmm. first part of the season. So, uh, Harrion's going to provide you that consistency and kind of that that foundation that we need on that side of the ball. Because um, Swift finally kind of caught his legs end of end of the season, and he you can tell he got healthy again. And obviously, I think if he can we can keep him healthy, he's going to keep being absurd and and just. Uh, God-given talent, and it's a blessing to all of us. But, uh, but uh, I think Harrion, well said. yeah, and uh, Harrion is going to be. Um, I, I'm excited about him, man. I, I think now this is going to be kind of his moment to, to to shine. We just have have had so many backs, um, uh, and he he had some some runs on the, uh, during the during GNA, but. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited for him. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be fun. The offense, kind of in general, is going to be a good. Is going to be a big question. I mean, seeing things like Cade Mays on second team, you can't read too. You can't read uh, that. That kind of that kind of threw me off <laughs> uh, yeah. in a major way. That was kind of one of the first things I saw, and I'm like, ah, he's in a black jersey. Ah, I don't. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Um, but uh, that that kind of stuff to me is like where you actually kind of need to need to look and, and see, okay, what are they trying here? What you kind of mentioned it earlier, different packages, trying to find that, that chemistry on the line um, with as much playing time as he had last year, that really threw me off, threw me for a loop. Um, but, uh, but offensively just kind of in general, I'm, I'm uh, the offense kind of gave me, it's given me some hesitation, some just kind of, don't don't really know which way to go with it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. By my, you can tell by my rambling and not really knowing how to make that into words. 
It's okay, you know. I, we're I'm sitting on the other side of this this computer screen, and I'm, I'm picking out what you're putting down. Uh, I, I will say I'm I'm not I'm not concerned in the least bit about our offensive line. Whenever you have, all right. So basically, we have four out of the five spots seem like they're pretty solidified. You know, Trey Hill's going to be anchoring the center. Uh, I, I think he's going to be the guy there. And then, you know, you got Andrew Thomas on the left. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Isaiah Wilson on the, <laughs> on the right tackle spot. Uh, Solomon Solomon's going to – I think Solomon is going to end up being one of those guys that I just, you know, kind of have bit my tongue about because he – I mean, I, you know, should be swallowing my foot kind of thing. Like, he has been incredible. I think, you know, the beginning of last year I was like, why is he getting so many reps? And then he turned into one of our most consistent offensive line man. Uh, he's he's incredible. So I think he's kind of solidified his position in that uh, left guard spot. And then the right guard spot is like, okay, we got three guys that could. I <laughs> like let's just have a fight to the death. Because <laughs> <Yeah, I don't... laughs> then we'll still have we'll still have plenty of of, <laughs> of bodies yeah. to fill that spot. Yeah, yeah, we got. We got other guys that could even, I mean, that Clay Webb guy, Warren Erickson, uh, Warren McClendon guy. Uh, we got we got fellas that could fill that role uh, very quickly. But to have Cade Mays, Jamari Sawyer, and Ben Cleveland competing for one spot on the offensive line is an incredible problem <laughs> to have. Uh, so very thankful, very thankful for that. Uh, then we also have uh, there was so a situation where. Just to kind of go back to the broadcast and everything like that, we were talking about how like there was this like whole time there was like they were focusing on the celebrity refs and we were like, what the hell is going on? Like nobody cares what these guys say in their regular jobs, but for them to be dressed up as celebrity refs and 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 making a fool of themselves, we really don't care whenever we're trying to watch the dogs, you know, play football. Uh, but they also had a segment where Maria Taylor. Uh, was you know interviewing Kirby about different things, but then she basically said, "Walk me through what's going on," and that's when I was actually like, "This is pretty incredible what's coming out of his mouth right now," because you know basically he was he was looking at the formation, and there was a couple times where he leaned over to the offensive assistant and was like, "Oh, what are we running here? What's the situation?" But then there was a lot of times where he was like, "Oh yeah, we got uh you know they're lining up on this side, fade shading to the left." Uh, we got you know three receivers set, and he's probably Fromm's probably going to sling it to the outside, but we're going to undercut it right there. You know he's going to fake that he's going to be coming up on the blitz, and just like he knew what was going on pre-snap every time, which obviously these this is his scheme, he should know that. <laughs> but to hear it coming out of his mouth like on a, a national broadcast was pretty incredible. Yeah, they uh, besides uh, they basically had going back to the, the refs, they basically had like a Marty cam. Uh, the whole time like they just like, they just had like one whole camera dedicated to watching marty fumble around on the field he was trying so freaking hard <laughs> he, was, he was like he was like this is my moment uh this is my moment nascar and he was uh he was running around uh but yeah it really was it was cool to just kind of get that inside scoop which i mean you want more of and you obviously don't get the coaches in that kind of situation often to where you can kind of Sometimes you'll have the little segments that they'll do before uh, before a game in the season where they'll go and interview you and they'll draw some stuff and like run us through what you do with your your the scheme or against 
Missouri's defense or whatever, that kind of stuff. Right. And obviously they're right. not going to say anything of meaning, of value. Um, but, yeah, it was cool to kind of kind of get his mindset and uh, and and see where what he was thinking and, and what they were doing. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, they had a couple good spots. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, this game, you just can't. You can't read into it like like you mentioned with Fromm. Like people are already saying, like, "Oh, Stetson's looking looking better than Fromm out there." We're glad to have Stetson back, and I'm like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> so we're uh, we're glad Stetson's back. We need a good backup. Uh, we've got some. We just that that kind of stuff gets me gets my blood boiling. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, it's you can't read much into it. It's just it's, it's fun and um, hate the weather was rough, but uh, but it was it was good. It was a good game. Good, good, clean fun. Good, clean family fun out there. It was. It was. And it's all about, you know, most of that stuff that Kirby was doing, it's all about brand. Like, the way that he was reacting, like, you know, there was a point where he, like, in the middle of a conversation with Maria, like, yelled at Tyson Campbell. He said, Tyson, get out there, you knucklehead. <laughs> Do you, if you think Kirby Smart calls any of these guys knucklehead in, any, in like, a regular practice, you are an idiot (laughs) no he's definitely trying to you know he's building that brand where he's like he's the approachable coach he's he's sitting there being nice about going through all these things like he's talking about how Fromm's going through these progressions you know he's basically breaking down all these plays and he's you know he's basically being the guy that people can relate to that's what he's trying to do on a national you know national audience and so very smart move by Kirby you know, there was no, like, he wasn't ripping anybody the whole time. Like, he really was just, like, if there was a bad play by somebody, he basically was just saying, okay, this, like, if, if the offense had a bad play, they were like, okay, this defensive player made that happen. You know, he, he came up and, you know, defl- made that pass breakup, whatever. So, you know, just a lot of that stuff just kind of goes into how Kirby's just playing chess while we're all playing checkers. That guy just gets it on a recruiting perspective, and um, you know, obviously from a management perspective as well. Uh, but I, I was pretty excited to see kind of like how he kind of took on that spot because, I mean, whenever you can get, you know, national. I mean, it was a nationally televised event. Whenever you can get that, and you can actually have the coach be speaking on the television a lot, it's a different kind of situation than them seeing, you know, just basically the the pregame and the and the pre uh, the post half first half you know interviews you know you get a lot of a little bit more face time so you can say stuff like that well and he's and just kind of wrapping that up he, he just in general he's one of to me i guess maybe it's because i'm following him most uh more more than anybody obviously any other coach but he's very just aware of that brand and um in everything he does i mean the mm-hmm. guy just he just every setting he's in i mean he's he's playing he's playing the i'm a I'm a good old boy from Bainbridge. He uh, and, and just for him to be taking the time away from, obviously his coaching duties, uh, his, it really kind of speaks for for how much he really like you're saying, like it, how much he's aware of that brand and building that up. But um, at the same time, too, I think he uh, he's he's now like it's been this is his fourth year. He's he's becoming like this is his team this is all of these are his players he's mm-hmm. he's comfortable in the spot he knows where he's at um which is going to kind of lead to those those expectations and and those kinds of things that we're going to eventually get to and don't have to worry about today right. uh, but that's right. but yeah so he's he's you, you can tell he's he's uh he's owning the role now more than i mean obviously he's going to happen more and more each year but 
I love yeah. that man, needless to say. I just, I love yeah. him. Wait, he, he is, I love him. No. <laughs> I love him. Uh, well, yeah, I, my, my last note from the scrimmage is basically like, one thing that I know that they harped on a lot, and I think is going to be an area of emphasis. That was pretty hard to say. Area of emphasis uh, for the for the entire season, obviously, is up in that havoc rate. You know, the things that create turnovers, the things that create uh, create the uh, opposing offense being behind the, uh, behind the chains. You know, uh, sacks, tackles for loss, pass breakups, interceptions, QB hurries, forced fumbles, things like that. Uh, I think we're going to see a very aggressive style of defense compared to last year. I feel like a lot of what we had to do last year was kind of uh, be a little bit conservative and kind of catch and, and, and be able to just kind of keep them within a reasonable third and distance, you know, third and eight kind of thing, 37, and be able to stop them there. Uh, but, you know, I think what we're going to try to do this year is really just get after the quarterback, get in the backfield. Uh, you know, keep keep pressure on the, their opposing wide receivers. Uh, maybe even play a lot of press coverage. I don't know exactly what all they want to do, but I uh, I'm glad it's not me that's tasked with that. I mean, we'll we'll let them do all that. But I hope I hope we can get the sack rates up. Uh, I think last year we were what 11th in the SEC. We were really bad. Uh, so I'm we're gonna get. I'm excited about two guys up front that I am probably most excited about. Both outside linebackers, Nolan Smith and Jermaine Johnson. Brendan Cox better watch out, man. <clears throat> if that guy wants to be be lazy about it and and not put in the time, those those guys are going to pass him. I mean, I know Adam Anderson's going to put in the time. He's going to put in the work. Uh, but you know, it seems like just it seems like more and more that Brendan is getting distracted, and we we don't need that man. I mean, he's too talented to be to be not putting in the time and and. Uh, I think uh, there's a decent chance that Nolan and Jermaine could end up passing him on the depth chart. Well, and and uh, it's just something that we're not used to when some of our star guys uh, or some of our guys that could be stars uh, used to, they were our only guy. So uh, there wasn't fear of, of, of getting knocked out by uh, some lower classmen uh, and and so this is just this is just a new thing. This is and I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> if we got uh, somebody if they got somebody's gonna be a bum, just go ahead and <laughs> yeah get out get out of the way because uh, we, we got some boys that can play. Yeah, if we if we made this podcast like five years ago, we'd be like Brenton. I won't say a single thing. Like <laughs> I swear you got it, man. Yeah, you know we're we're not gonna give you any crap for anything. Uh, you know I'll sell you sell you my uh, my car. Uh, you know I, you know we'll just give you anything you need. And then uh, no, these these days these days it's it's different. Um, it is uh, you got guys that are coming in every year, and then you know even even with Brenton there was several guys that came in at outside linebacker spot in that same class I mean even guys like Aziz Ojulari has shown some promise uh, as well so uh, yeah man there's no spot is safe no spot is safe uh, well let's um unless you got any more comments about the uh, the spring game I was gonna say we could just get into uh, talking about the draft a little bit we had seven dogs drafted you want to go through the list do you have the list in front of you I do have the list in front of me. I'm actually prepared today. So we had uh, our first dog to go uh, was DeAndre Baker to the Giants. We had uh, Miko uh, in the second round uh, go to the Chiefs. 
in the fourth round. Uh, Riley Ridley went to the Bears. Fifth round, DeAndre Walker uh, to the Titans. Lamont Gilliard in the sixth round to the Cardinals. And in the seventh round, we had Nauta to the Lions and Terry Godwin to the Panthers. Um, and then, so I guess we'll run through our, we can run through our drafted guys first. And uh, what were your, what were your thoughts of, of the draft overall to the guys and to the guys that actually did go? Yeah, the, uh, so, you know, I sent out that group me, that poll on the group text. Yeah. I was just like, hey, who's going to be the first dog? taken and pretty much all the guys that got drafted were the guys that i had like selection you know an option for and everybody picked baker uh i think that was kind of i think that was expected i think a lot of people i and honestly for him to be the first cornerback taken though i I didn't really expect that just because there was i mean there was a good amount of talent this year at that position Uh, but deandre was taken the giants decided they were going to use their what fourth overall pick or something like that uh fourth or fifth on daniel jones yeah quarterback from <laughs> from duke who they could have gotten at the same spot they took deandre baker uh so i don't really understand the the, the, the thought process in that but it's neither here nor there uh and then and then we had miko go in the second which i think was a big surprise oh yeah absolutely that was uh to me i guess I guess I didn't really know. After DeAndre, it, to me, it was kind of a toss-up, and I, I, I was I was pumped for him. I mean, I guess they're the Chiefs are having some of their shakeups up there, but I think um, uh, with with Patrick Mahomes, and I think they're they're going they're going to be able to find some uses uses for him. I mean, they're, they're, I'm I'm excited for him. I think I think it's a good I think it's a good fit uh, for for him. Um, I it, think it because is. because offensively they've just he's. They've got uh, Andy Reid has got a can use a guy. Obviously, we've seen that with like Tyreek Hill and those those guys. They they can they can use a guy like him. Yeah, and but you know it's kind of just incredible because I was thinking whenever he whenever he decided elected to go to the NFL, he I was kind of thinking maybe he was going to be a fifth or sixth round pick, something along those lines. I mean, he's too athletic to not be picked. But I think really last year. And during the combine, he showed that he can be a uh, have have good hands. I think that's what everybody had questions about. Obviously, he's got fantastic athletic ability. He's got good straight line speed. I think he could probably like use a little bit more agility. I mean, he definitely does not have that side to side movement that Tyreek Hill had. Uh, but let's be honest. I mean, they picked him to replace Tyreek yeah. because of you know the. The situation that he's going through the domestic assault case uh he you know may never play in the nfl again who knows uh but miko is going to come in and i think he can you know obviously fill that role but it just kind of it's crazy to think that you know he didn't even the guy didn't even really i don't think he played receiver in high school like he no. played quarterback at high school yeah and it's incredible that he's been you know he kind of proved himself because even when he first started out at georgia I mean, remember his first year, he had a lot of drops. And so, um, oh, I know, remember him. To, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, pretty easy to pretty easy to remember that. But, yeah, I just remember thinking, like, you know, if he can kind of put it together and be able to look the ball in and, you know, c- catch it soft, uh, he really could be a fantastic receiver. And sure enough, he's, he's turned into it. Where he went is just, it's crazy. But, I, man, I'm pumped for him. I am. I'm yeah. pumped for him. Because uh, um, I, I definitely thought that, I guess, Riley, I, I – I thought he was low 
um, for for him uh, in, at the fourth round at the 126 pick. Um, I, I definitely could have seen him round three, but I mean, I guess round four is probably accurate because he just doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of film. Um, he, he, there's not a lot on him. Uh, I guess really for a lot of our receivers, just because we didn't throw the ball a ton last year. Um, but I'm thinking they, they've got they had Chicago had a good season. I mean, I, they'll they'll be, will be able to use him. Uh, he's He's the one that hurts me the most, man. Out of all these, this is uh, I'm I'm still hadn't gotten over it yet, but um, I I'm I'm, ex- I'm excited for him. <clears throat> he's he's going to be a contributor on that team, and that team's gonna they're probably gonna win their division. You know, yeah. I mean that's a they're a really good defensive team. Um, that Trubisky guy, I mean, I think he's good. Still think it was a mistake that they took him over Deshaun Watson, but uh, you know that's that's history. You know, you can't change that. Uh, yeah, I think Riley's going to be a big-time playmaker. Uh, DeAndre was taken. Uh, DeAndre Walker, there's like 20 DeAndres on the team. Uh, DeAndre Walker was taken in the fifth round, and I, you know, I kind of expected him to go somewhere around there. Uh, I don't think he was. He's not an elite pass rusher, but he's got a little bit of. He's more of a hybrid between outside linebacker and defensive end. His size is a little bit bigger, which is you know pretty good for the NFL. Uh, but you know everything's kind of moving in, into that interior rush too, so he can honestly get up and play in the middle and do the rush package like you know we saw Adam Anderson and Channing Tindall do that last year, rushing the A gap, and I think everybody's realizing that okay, you know what's the quickest to you know uh, what's the, what's the quickest between you know point A and point B in a straight line, whatever you say, things like that. <laughs> I, I butchered that, but. <laughs> It was in my head, and then it was gone. <laughs> but, it was you know. beautiful. It was beautiful when you, you constructed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm tired, man. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, say the Russian Russian up the A gap is, is kind of turned into the new the new trend in the NFL. So, uh, you know, maybe he can do stuff stuff like that. But I'm um, looking forward to him and Lamont. You know, talk about value in the six six round pick for the Cardinals as well. Yeah, he. Uh, I'm. I don't know. I don't exactly know the Arizona Cardinals situation there. Um, not real familiar with their <laughs> offensive yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. But um. But yeah, I mean Lamont. So he he was special for us, man. I mean, just kind of a uh, not talked about enough, uh, in my opinion. But um, he was a he was our he was our cornerstone on that on that line, and um, they definitely uh they definitely got him one there. So. Uh, I'm, well, I'm he wound up being one of those guys that you could just rely on. You yeah. know, obviously he's he anchored that center. I mean, he he was the smallest guy on the offensive line yeah. by far. Uh, so he anchored that center position. But I mean, he held his ground. I think if he puts on a little bit more weight, maybe you know. But he was athletic in that position too. Right. And so I think a lot of people, you know, I think there was value there. So good for him for getting drafted. The centers. Centers are just kind of, you know, a lot of times they'll just take a guard and convert him into a center. You know, he's probably snapped a ball before. Uh, so that's uh, one of those things that you have to have a little bit of special specialization there, but good for Lamont. And then Nauta, you know, another value pick for the Lions. I think everybody was pretty excited to see him go. I thought he was going to be a little bit higher, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he could, but I, I honestly felt like that, that was that was where he was – I felt like seventh round was was probably what because there's just not a there's not a ton on him either, uh, especially last season he he didn't uh, 
wasn't a lot of touches and um and that's part of the question. It's like if we threw the ball more, would these guys have stayed? And there's all that kind of conversation. I'm, I'm interested to see where they're gonna, how they use him, um, because size to me is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like to me, he's he's just in that kind of hybrid tight end slot spot. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. His size I'm, is like is gonna, and I, and I don't know what their situation is in tight end either. Well, that's that's one of those things that. I had always said about Nada is, you know, he's he's an athletic tight end. You know, he's a receiving tight end. Uh, he's a guy, he, he can block fairly well. But the, the NFL tight end is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, if you're not 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, uh, there's a decent chance that you may not even get drafted, you know. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of guys, I think we see a lot of guys like, you know, guys like Eric Ebron and then uh, what's the fellow for the for the card not the Cardinals the uh, Chiefs is doing Kelsey. really well yeah Travis Kelsey uh, and then you know of course you got any anybody that plays for the Patriots any tight end <laughs> yeah. they can sling it up there and obviously Gronk being one of the greatest of all time uh, but you know it's it's just interesting to see you just the six four he's six four that's short for an NFL tight end I think right. that's why he fell so far yeah but obviously you know we're pulling for all these guys uh, Terry. I was actually kind of surprised Terry got drafted, period. Uh, but Terry has shown that he can be athletic, he can be dependable. And I was I was pretty pumped to see that he got picked up, even though he got picked up by the Panthers. Yeah, that kind of that, sucks. Yeah, that, that part sucks. But uh, Terry's one of those guys that, I mean, I he's either somebody that we're never going to hear about again or he's going to play in the league for like – 12 years <laughs> like he that's 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 my kind of thought um I, I think uh I love that kid I mean just a just a special guy um I'm I was so pumped when he got when he got picked up uh and and obviously that was kind of where he was gonna fall um I think he had a decent kind of combine and, and and I think he performed well and got some eyes on him um and it, it obviously helps having that uh, catch against Notre Dame a couple years ago uh, can definitely go in the highlight the, the highlight reel uh, he, it doesn't matter he don't it don't matter you know he could he could you know basically be terrible in the NFL get cut from his team come back from Georgia and, and he he will get taken care of because there's not a single guy in in the state of Georgia you know there's nowhere he could go where he they, they wouldn't be like that's Terry Godwin you know you remember Notre Dame yeah let's <laughs> Hey, can I get your dinner? Is that okay? You know, <laughs> dinner and drinks on me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I'm pumped for him. Uh, I'm excited for him. And I, and I think I was, uh, I was, I thought that I didn't know how it was going to draft, how the draft was going to go for us um, in terms of our, how many of our guys went. But I mean, to me, I thought this was above how we were going to perform. Uh, I did not. I was not. I was being pretty pessimistic about. Uh, what our draft was going to look like, and it ended up being it ended up being a solid draft for our guys. Um, I felt uh, I, this this to me this I was expecting probably six max to go. I thought a couple of these guys wouldn't make it, um, but I was thinking more about more five would probably get drafted. Like I said, being kind of pessimistic right. about it, but um, but no, I was pumped. I was real pumped. Se- seven's good. I mean, seven's a great number. That was I think that was I think I read earlier that that was the most that. And been drafted under Kirby Smart, which is, uh, I mean, last year was good. I, I think that was the most that he had. I mean, it's only been four years, okay. <laughs> but uh, I mean, last year was like 
I think we had five, four or five guys in the first four rounds, so that was that was a bigger deal. Uh, but then, you know, this year, you know, we had them kind of more spread out. But then, I mean, a lot of people forget this. We had one player drafted in 2016, one or 2017, whenever the draft was. Yeah. How terrible is that? <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, and he's he's on the Bills now, and he's a contributor up there. But my goodness, uh, we had one guy drafted and. Sure enough, brother, the times were a changing. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure enough, sure enough. Uh, speaking of uh, signing free agent deals, <laughs> we had several fellows that did. We had six of them. Uh, if there's more than that, then I don't know about them. But uh, some of these guys, I'm like, man, that makes sense. Good for them. Let's see if they go in and, and, and you know earn a spot, see what happens, or at the very least, they get paid to be on a practice squad. What do they make like? Uh, $150,000 a year or something like it's incredible yeah. you can go and just be, get beat up every day and make good money uh, but then you have Elijah Holyfield <laughs> man that that was uh, I don't know I don't know my so my thought um, my thought there and I we've, we I think we've kind of beat this beat this to death um, but I guess he just did not see him either. He didn't, be, which I don't think this is the case, that he like didn't believe in himself enough. Like I'm not gonna do any better. This is the best I'm gonna get. Like we've got all these guys that are kind of behind me that are could take my playing time. Like does he like guys like Zamir? Is he concerned about those guys eating into his eating into his carries? And is this is the only the best? This is the best I'm gonna get in the draft and it's the best. Uh, yeah <laughs> never gonna have and so i don't it's just i hate it for him um but i mean you you had to you kind of had to see it coming i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean yeah. that's the that's i i thought i i was i was i wasn't surprised he went undrafted but it was like i could easily have seen him going in the seventh round and just getting picked I, up by I somebody i could have seen him Going, going to the Chiefs, like yeah. another another one of those smaller, like quick guys. I mean, Elijah is not slow. He just does not run straight. He does not have the straight line speed. Yeah, and and which is sucks because all you got to do is you sit down in those interviews and they're just be like, hey, you know about that four seven. Uh, <laughs> tell me more about that. Uh, what Could you, you elaborate? <laughs> yeah, like what do you say in that situation? And and I know, yeah, we beat it. We beat it like a drum. But I mean, you gotta know. But I mean, you can't just not run a forty. Yeah, I think you have to run it at some point, either in the combine or your pro day, if you're, you know, that highly, you know, touted of a recruit or you know, draftee. So, yeah, I, I hate it for him. I think he, you know, could come in and be a contributor for the Panthers. Uh, there's zero percent chance that he's going to take Christian McCaffrey's job. That oh, kid God. is a stud. <laughs> Uh, but you know he could earn some carries. I I, I certainly think that. I mean, I, who, last year who did they have? They had another guy who was just a veteran, been in the league for like ten years. Oh uh, yeah. Him. I mean, they, and they the Panthers typically have a guy like him. Like they kind of have a. You just kind of always think of them having a bruiser kind of a guy right. that kind of runs between the tackles like that. But um, but yeah, they're. Uh, I had McCafferty in my uh in in our fantasy league last year. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hallelujah, uh, praise God. <laughs> <laughs> the, man, the man was like guaranteed like 120 yard, total yards a game. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, anyway, it, 
this is not the Panthers podcast, but I'm a big fan. It's, <laughs> it's not, but like, man, one of those guys, he's one of those guys that I think back, and just being a college football fan, he's one of those guys that I think back about his career, and I, he, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a Stanford Cardinal fan, but whenever I think about his career, I'm like, man, I gotta go watch some of his highlights, and I look up his highlights on YouTube, and he dominated. <laughs> I mean, he's playing in the back 12 whatever, but I mean, man, for a guy, for a guy to be like, just some Joshmo from Denver. I mean, a probably pretty highly touted recruit. I don't know, but I mean, came out. It was on the scene, and he just dominated every every opponent they played. But uh, incredible talent. Uh, but anyway, that's not neither here nor there. Let's. I mean, I hope. I really do think that Elijah can really get some some playing time. Uh, at the very least, earn a spot on a on a scout team or something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, the guy works hard. I mean, I think he. Um... I hope he I hope he does well. I mean, he'll he's going to be fine either way, obviously. But um, right. I, I'm I want him to succeed. Uh, the the rest of these guys, uh, Ledbetter, hoping he he can make some stuff happen. Uh, he he's just a guy. I don't I don't know I don't know. Uh, he's he's talented, but at the same time, is he kind of NFL caliber with with guys in his position? Yeah, and then you know the the rest of this list. I agree, Ledbetter. I think. You know, for him to have come back and, and, you know, kind of a redemption story and earned his starting spot, I think it was fantastic. But I've, he's never blown me away with his talent. No. Uh, he's, he, he did have good leadership, which I appreciated, though. Uh, the rest of this list, though, you got guys like Jay Hayes signed with the Steelers, and I forgot he even existed. Um, Nick Moore, I think, is a long snapper. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jason Stanley signed with the Falcons. He'll probably, you know, get a scout team position. He's fast. He's like kind of one of those underrated fast guys. And then uh, old Natrez, man, a guy that you know we thought at one point might be, you know, drafted higher than. Nah, I was about to say drafted higher than Roquan, but no, no, I don't <laughs> think anybody ever thought that. But I think a lot of people thought that he would be pretty good like Roquan somewhat somewhat on Roquan's level. I was, I was about to say this was about to just become the the Chancy podcast <laughs> <laughs> calling the dogs with just Chancy because I, <laughs> I mean I can't even take myself seriously I'm just trying to put you know put it into context how like no I'm tracking both, it both Natrez and I'm Roquan tra- were like supposed to be a, you know really good players and obviously Roquan became like one of the greatest linebackers and probably in college football history he was that yeah. good even though he, he was really on, only a starter for like two years but uh yeah nature is good for him though Sunday <laughs> <Yes. laughs> a, a free agency deal with the rams uh he won't be the i mean maybe he get over there and i mean todd will bring him under his uh wing and isn't there another dog that's on the rams right now um well they did uh let's see Ramik was went, on the team. Uh, yeah, he just moved. Um, I think it was just Ramik. Yeah, I think so. Because obviously o- Ogletree was, was but then yeah. he he got traded. Yeah, so uh, I think it's I think it's just Tud. But um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, my kind like I said, my kind of overall. Um, I just I, it was uh, thought it was good. Thought it was uh, for, for these guys. Um, I, I think it's going to put us. I think the conversation of how this hurts us. I think we can, uh, we can, we can, we can take that to another day um, as we get a little closer and, and look at where, because we're going to feel this uh, this draft. Um, we're going 
it's gonna it's gonna hit us in a couple key spots um i, I think but uh what's different now is uh the our talent <laughs> just kind of across the board mm-hmm. uh i mean i think in terms of a of a veteran in terms of the number of veterans we've got we're basically the set on par or younger than we were last year um but i think uh on the, especially on the offensive side of the ball, we're going to have to have some guys step up and kind of take ownership. We, we've got, we've got some, we've got the talent. Um, it's just going to be uh, who's, especially from. Is from going to kind of take that mantle? Um, I think he's been kind of playing the role, uh, but I need him to kind of take the role and, and actually do that. Because uh, I'm, I'm, in, I guess what I'm trying to get around to is saying I'm interested to see how this is going to impact. Because I think we had a lot of guys leave before it was time, and I'm I'm curious to see how that impacts this coming year's draft group. Like I wonder if all the talk about the, about like about like Holyfield and um and, and like Riley leaving. I mean Riley he obviously got drafted and was going to get a good contract and going to do well. Um, but to me, man, Riley if Riley had stayed another year, God, I mean it, it, I think it would have been pretty special what he would have done and um so i'm interested to see how that impacts us next year <laughs> took a long time god we're both <laughs> we need to hang this hit up the, this is getting bad <laughs> hit, hit the nail on head, <laughs> about 12 times <laughs> i was like uh-huh yeah uh, oh okay it's the same thing uh, we're gonna come back to square one <laughs> But no, but you are right. You are right. I think just bringing up R- Riley is is a great point that the receiving receiving core is really going to be the biggest question mark in in my opinion heading into the year because you know as as far as the effect that this NFL draft is going to have on our team. So uh, that should be something to watch. Uh, side note: in closing today, the number one quarterback in the country announced his intentions to go to the stupid university up on northeast of here uh on the lake uh clemson university they have a stupid tradition of winning championships up there <laughs> so stupid i'm so upset dude i'm not upset that we we didn't lose out on this guy but i'm just upset that like they have literally like unseated alabama at this point in my opinion i think that clemson may be taking over college football and Dabo is building a, an even scarier machine over there because at this point Alabama's starting to fade on the recruiting trail and, and Dabo is like literally winning any, any competition that he gets in with another university. So And Dabo's uh, like 40. Yeah, so and could, he's young. He could look at this for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I don't – I'm scared. But, uh, you know, all, all we got to do is, is – beat them in in some sort of championship game whether it be in the playoff or whatnot and and uh then you start to turn the tide a little bit and you we start we can start talking like clemson does right now where it's like well i don't know if you saw that national championship game last year uh and the year before like that, so. yeah <laughs> yeah uh the past four years that we played in it or whatever so anyway um i think we've rambled enough that was a little rough on our <laughs> I'm so sorry to everybody that <laughs> if you've made it this far, God bless you. <laughs> hey, no, they love it, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. No. But, uh, uh, but yeah, well, I, I'm uh, j- jazzed up. We're getting a little closer. Starting to get back some regularity uh, in terms of recording and that kind of thing uh, here here at some point. 
Um, so, and maybe by then we'll, we won't be, to use a, to use a, a word that she uses, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just said stupid like five times in a row. Uh, all right, all man. Right. Well, my, I'll just close by just saying go dogs. <laughs> let's, get, let's get this done. Dogs on top. We need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>